And and also, how many times do school buses need to go over the Golden Gate Bridge? I don't understand why this is like <laughs> well, a big movie Well, it's another trope. San Francisco gets destroyed movie, so yeah. yeah. Run to the bridge to nowhere. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special listener-requested episode of the Spoiler Warning Podcast. I'm Christopher Schnazy. Oh, I'm Carson Patrick. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot who I was for a second. <laughs> I'm I'm just Steven. That for, happens sometimes. All right, well, uh, you know, if you're joining us for the first time, sorry. <laughs> uh, like, this it, is what happens with listener-requested episodes. Mm-hmm, yeah, we don't, basically. We don't break, script it meticulously like we do with the true, other ones. Yeah. yeah, you break the format, you break the whole everything. Uh, so thanks, Cayman, because <laughs> this, mm-hmm. one, this one is for you. Um but uh, no, ge- generally, this is a weekly film review program. Uh, you know, we generally like to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. Uh, but this week, uh, I was doing, or this past weekend week, I was I was on a little trip, and uh, schedules uh, interfered, or the trip interfered with some schedules, and uh, you know we're trying to figure out times to see the movies and talk about them. So, instead, we got this nice email from Cayman where he asked us to talk about uh, some of the big trailers that, uh, you know, have been, everybody's been talking about over the last, you know, month or so. And uh, he asked if we could talk and throw in our little thoughts on it. We thought, hey, if we don't have time to see movies and review them, why not talk about the trailers that we can easily get off the internet and that you guys are probably talking about yourselves. So, that is what we are here to do in, once again, this special listener-requested episode of the podcast. So, yes. how are you guys doing? Where did you go, Christopher Snazy Banter? <laughs> How'd you know my second last name was Banter? <laughs> um, that was, it up, was a guess. I went up and visited Steven. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> oh my God. So, Chris, Chris was up in San Francisco with me. Uh, we actually did catch a movie. We caught The Imitation Game. <laughs> oh, keeping it we, 100 with The Imitation Game. Yeah, but we had all... Um, <laughs> consumed something beforehand oh, no. and pretty much everyone fell asleep <laughs> in the movie <laughs> for Uh-oh. reasons completely beyond Cumberbatch's control <laughs> yeah yeah I mean Cumberbatch could there's no way like Cumberbatch at his Cumberbatchiest uh, yeah. wouldn't have been able to keep us awake I mean that yeah. sexy voice just puts you right to sleep all of the Cumberbatch kids couldn't have <laughs> kept us awake <laughs> um, but yeah from from what parts of the film I remember it's probably good, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, ethically, as, as as you know, as 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 hoity-toity film journalists as we are, you know, we oh, we're we couldn't way po- professional. Yeah, we couldn't possibly actually give a real review of that movie until we've actually for real seen it. So, uh, yeah. But I I thought for sure Stephen would like drug you and you'd wake up in a theater and then Saving Christmas would just start. And you're like, <laughs> I can't leave. I wish. <laughs> that would have been such a good idea. Uh, yeah, the problem is we couldn't do that because of the not storm of the century that wasn't happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, so the whole thing is there was supposedly like a massive storm taking place that day. Oh, right. Uh, on Friday it rained, yeah. Yeah, so so I we had like a random party and then I booked tickets to a movie showing and we were trying to stay like as close to the office as possible, but 
instead it was nothing like you could have walked basically with an umbrella like yeah. there was there was absolutely no big deal and the, the, the funny thing too is that like you know we were talking before the trip actually happened about like oh maybe i should like move my flight to the night before and that was the only night that it was actually windy and stormy the whole rest mm-hmm. of the time it was nothing like it was it was weaker than the weakest like Cal- like southern california sprinkle <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. well yeah. it rained pretty hard down here and that's what i heard just, i actually got saying, like yeah. some messages from people that were like oh yeah it's raining like cats and dogs over here and i was like yeah, yeah well they're supposed to be like like the, the news article that we saw like had pictures of cars like underwater and like it was like oh everything like that half the city is gonna be gone <laughs> did someone just like drive a car underwater and take a picture of it <laughs> well i mean like any any time we get rain in california people tend to overreact I think those might have been actually photos from, like, the big storm that was in New York, like, a few years back when, like, all the big, all, like, the big hosting companies were, like, using gas generators to keep their servers going. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think they were just reusing photos from that. But, no, it ended up being, you know, a nice trip. It was short, but, uh, you know. Right. That's Chris that's... and I were mistaken as a gay couple, like we already said <laughs> off camera. Oh, it's, it's always fun. Yep goes nicely with the imitation game yeah totally a theme night yeah luckily (laughs) you weren't like arrested and prosecuted and all that bad stuff (laughs) no (laughs) spoilers we drank a lot but none of it was cyanide spoilers for true for true story yes yeah um so trailers yeah trailers so uh i'm done with that train wreck let's go to a trailer wreck possibly i don't know um not not graceful um sort of like that bart tram right Oh, I- <laughs> local tieback, local callback, Whoa. inside baseball. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> oh, geez. I don't think that I don't think that joke is uh, safe enough. It was like on The Office where Michael Scott was like, "Yeah, like I wish I could live in a world where the JFK assassination was funny." Because his his whole idea was that like, oh, he's like, oh, the Lincoln assassination just became funny. Because, like, you had to wait a certain amount of time before you could make fun of, yeah, tragic (laughs) events. (laughs) All right, well. um... (laughs) No, I guess no one else saw that one. No, I I stopped watching after the the wedding episode. Oh. Okay, so I originally did that, and then I recently went back and watched all of them, like, kind of in bulk, three or four at a time, Mm. like, while kind of falling asleep. And... (laughs) The later seasons really hold up in that format. Like, maybe it's just TV, like, other sitcoms haven't been that great <laughs> lately. But I'm actually kind of, like, surprised at how good it stayed. At least one out of every three episodes or whatever. Huh. I stuck with it, yeah. Like, what, after Steve Carell left, it kind of got... I don't know, it wasn't as good, but the, the no, final... No, but then se- Ultron, Ultron came back. That's true, he did. Robert California. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, the last the last season was good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Ultron, oh, the Holmesman. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that was a long attempted. What the Holmesman? <laughs> I don't know if that was a long attempted segue, Stephen, that you were starting on purpose. But no, uh, I thought especially in the last season, uh, episode seven was probably the best. Oh, no, speaking of episode sevens. <laughs> good transition uh that show is like so old that it's almost jurassic i don't i don't know yeah <laughs> and so i saw that movie yesterday exodus but you know the book that came before exodus was uh, genesis oh yeah totes 
There's been an awakening in Steven's creativity. <laughs> want, want to know something really funny and kind of sad? What? I had like a brain fart like <laughs> halfway through the movie Exodus. I was like, I should really go back and read this actually account. I, I wonder which book it's in. <laughs> oh, no. You're like, I don't remember so many dudes with eyeliner. <laughs> Is that? I don't think that's true to the book. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the Egyptians did wear eyeliner, but oh, okay. I, I wish it had had rock monsters. Like if Aronofsky just got every Bible movie from now on to agree that like rock monsters show yeah, up. Yeah, dude. Well, that's how they built the pyramids. <laughs> yeah. 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 Totally. It wasn't Jews? It was rock monsters. No, mm-hmm. no, totally. totally Speaking of monsters. Jews, they make films in Hollywood. <laughs> wow, that was stretching. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, oh, J.J. Abrams directed Star Wars Episode 7. <laughs> tie it back, tie it back. Mm, mm-hmm. this, is, this is like the worst <laughs> Well, we got to stretch this out. I mean, it wouldn't be a spoiler warning episode if it wasn't whole, two hours long. The we're doing this is to, to save time. Chris is uh, like, I've already monster. got another episode to, to put out. Rock Monster, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson in, in San Andreas. <laughs> You know, you know, so we can save time with Harry's.com where you can buy. <laughs> Just kidding. Go to stamps.com, you guys. Yeah. Totally. Stamps.com, you're Dude, all. 1 800 flowers. Share type, type in the code spoiler and get, you know, get those get, Valentine's get some Day flowers ordered. for the effing people in your life. <laughs> get all your right. Kwanzaa gifts now. In all seriousness, no, before people get, get sorry that they downloaded I'm this really episode. sorry, Kevin. We wanted to give you a nice thing. <laughs> I, I think he's enjoying this. I, I hope that you are enjoying this game. And at least if there's one person that's enjoying this, please tell me it's you. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, we're going to talk about some trailers right now. I guess I'll just go through it. Tonight we're going to talk about the uh, the older trailer, or now it's old, but the trailer for Avengers Age of Ultron. Then we're going to talk about uh, Jurassic World. Then we're going to talk about a little Terminator Genesis. And then, of course, the trailer that everybody's been talking about. Uh, you know, crazy lightsabers and everything like that for the Star Wars The Force Awakens. I don't know what so, that is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, episode like 47. Um, but I let's think go ahead. I think it's indie. Let's go ahead and start by taking a listen to the trailer for Age of Ultron. I'm going to show you something beautiful. Everyone screaming for mercy. You want to protect the world, but you don't want it to change. You're all puppets. Tangled in strings. Strings. started us on nothing lasts forever
All right, there it was. There are no strings on us um, because we're not puppets. We are just people. But Carson, we know that you hate CG and all <clears throat> things CG and all things colorful and all things green screen and all things that aren't the things of Joss Whedon stuff that you actually like. Well, and... I mean, not <laughs> all things, but close. Yeah, Chappie you like. <laughs> well, Chappie looks good because it's not like 100% CGI. True. Mm-hmm. I guess so. I prefer Chippy. I don't know oh, if Chippy, I Chippy, yeah. <laughs> I like Chippy better. He's the practical robot who speaks in tongues. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, Carson, did, did this did this Age of Ultron trailer stand up against your horrible scrutiny of these type of films? I am not excited for this movie. All right, um, so Steven. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. I'm not excited for Age of Ultron. It looks no, like th- more. It looks like more of the same to me. I mean, is that just, like, by virtue of not being into the Avengers slash Marvel type movies, or what? I mean, I like the Marvel movies. The only one I haven't liked is uh, Avengers and Captain America 2, but um, uh, for the most part, I've liked them all, and uh, I don't know, something about, like, this sequel looks, uh, I don't know, it just looks, like, super serial, and uh, I don't know, like, I... I my my main blech, my main beef with the first Avengers was that it just didn't feel like a movie. It felt more like a theme park ride and not in a good way. It just felt like I was waiting on on in the line to go on one. Um, I don't know something about it. Just it felt very. It pushed me away. Like it just felt very fake. But uh, I don't know. Like I know a lot of people liked it. I was in the minority, but. Uh, I mean, dude, it's a trailer, so it could be super awesome, but uh, I don't know. It just it gave me flashbacks to the first movie, and this one just seemed like super serious with the Inception Brahms and like, oh, I'm a robot, and I don't know. It just uh, lots of more CGI, too, which was weird because I remember reading Joss Whedon was like, oh, the second one is going to be smaller and more intimate, so I guess that means that's code for bigger and bigger. I don't know. <laughs> well, actually, it's just that they're putting so many robots on screen that the space, the literal space, all the characters are in, is smaller. <laughs> yeah, it feels smaller by comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Well, but, I, uh, I think that we should probably build a little arc reactor, put it in Carson's chest to pull the shrapnel out of his heart because he is dead inside. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, St- Stephen, can can you bring some lifeblood into this uh, conversation? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to say the trailer has me hugely thrilled. Um, but it certainly has nothing to disappoint me. Like, I, I, I've always kind of liked that Marvel keeps things a little bit lighter than DC. Like, we've seen with things like the Superman movie or whatever, that when you really try to imitate the Nolan, like, dark, conflicted stuff, then oftentimes it winds up being stale, or at least I, I really disliked Superman. Um, and Man, so Man of compar- Steel? Yes, yeah, yeah, Man of Steel. And so by comparison, like, I'm always happy when I see the Avengers kind of being playful. And this trailer is certainly a darker kind of storyline. Like, I I don't know a lot about the comics, uh, the source material, but I know it's kind of hinting towards this rift that is going to happen among the Avengers where, uh, you know, the world is such that they're pitted against each other and chaos reigns supreme. Um, but it really does seem like it's going to be anchored in a cool place, like, I like the choice of Spader to play Ultron and his kind of like Heath Ledger Joker type monologue about how the world is unraveling. Yeah. Um, 
I feel like they'll pull it off well, just like Iron Man 3 featured a Tony Stark who doesn't want to be doing this anymore, and they actually pulled off that kind of inner conflict to pretty cool results, as one negative Nancy here named it his favorite film of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that is true. The the trailers for Iron Man 3 were pretty dark and serious, but as we know, (laughs) that movie is hilarious so yeah like i i would say that was kind of reminiscent of this uh, this does definitely seem bigger though like the maybe more fan servicing tendencies to like hulk fighting with iron man in the giant hulk suit like that has to be somewhere in the comics too like that that felt like a scene where the reveal alone was meant to make people go oh holy crap they're gonna have that um yeah but yeah i don't know i'm i'm excited i i trust the marvel franchise and i think the avengers is a fun fun ride yeah I, I i'm really excited for it i mean i you, i was excited for it the second they announced that james spader was gonna be you know the villain in it it's like okay that's already awesome because i will watch endlessly anything that he's in because <laughs> he's just awesome and that is a good choice yeah mm-hmm. i mean he, he, he seems perfect for this role that i know very little about <laughs> um, I, I don't know exactly what the role is but i know that he's great for it and uh you know i just like the the you know destroyed robots giving these like monologues about how like even more destruction is coming and this is going to be crazy and then ultron doing his crazy shit i like that you know in iron man 3 one of the big themes was that uh tony stark you know he went from being this like in, invulnerable iron man to being somebody who on the inside was very vulnerable he was worried that like no matter how Iron Manny I get and special and powerful, I am going to bring danger into the lives of people around me that I love. Like that's the big thing is he had his like he was like going through like PTSD because he was like scared that everybody else was gonna die because of him or whatever. Now <laughs> instead of it just being like Pepper who's in danger, like it's potentially all of everyone <laughs> because uh Ultron wants to like break shit up and you know, I I think uh I don't know. I, I, I'm also excited for the possibility of them. You know, it seems very much like Ultron spawns possibly from some sort of thing that has to do with the destruction of all those suits that I was complaining about at the end of Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. So if it's doing something to either correct or to, at the very least, explain that thing that I thought was weird before, um, then this film will do a lot to help me with where I sit uh, as a whole within this franchise. But yeah, as, as, on, on, like, unlike Steven, I actually like the dark, brooding uh, aspect of what DC tries to do. Um, it may not always be perfect everywhere, but I happen to like Man of Steel a lot. But I like these two, I like DC and Marvel for completely separate reasons. Like, I kind of like, I like that DC is separate and that Marvel gets to have their entire universe that's, like, very playful and very fun. But I think that I I was never really expecting much as all this stuff started to ramp up and the more films I see in the series the more excited I'm getting overall and that uh that can only be a good thing. So well he took he took all those suits and made one big suit. You know. That is Power Rangers style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they all morph in time into it. <laughs> you know what, you know what I'm like seriously like I I really want to see I really want to see the movie just to figure out why there's uh, a shot of a bunch of ballerinas dancing. Like, does Ultron take a ballerina class for some reason? Like, does he have a daughter? I don't know. It's probably gonna. It's probably just gonna be for some shot that explains. Like, you see, like ballerinas, like this idea of like innocence and beauty, mm. and then just just like you know, set against destruction as the city mm-hmm. gets attacked. Probably is my True. guess. But I just want to know what's up with like. 
what looks like possibly Thor's arm next to a broken Captain America shield in the trailer. Um, so I'm, you know, I want to know how that gets explained. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we'll be able to find out about that soon enough. Um, so let's move on to our next trailer. This is the trailer for Jurassic World. I'm really proud of you for going on this trip. You're going to have so much fun. And remember, if something chases you, learned more in the past decade from genetics than a century of digging up bones. A whole new frontier has opened up. We have our first genetically modified hybrid. We just went and made a new dinosaur? Probably not a good idea. Almost 40 feet high. Really think she climbed out? Depends. On what? What kind of dinosaur they cooked up in that lab? Evacuate the island. She's a highly intelligent animal. She will kill anything that moves. So, uh, trailer for Jurassic World. Carson, more CG action for you. <laughs> oh, this trailer makes me so very sad because uh, I was very, I mean, I'm still excited to watch it, but uh, a lot less so now. But um, ever since they announced this movie, uh, man, I was, I was like its biggest supporter because I love Jurassic Park. I mean, that's my favorite movie. And um, I just... I, when I heard that uh, Colin Trevorrow, who did uh, Safety Not Guaranteed, was going to do this, and his passion for the other films, specifically the first one, and doing this movie right, um, you know, and also uh, not only that, but like taking stuff that they didn't use in the original uh, novel. There's a lot of great stuff in the book that didn't get put in any of the movies. Um, so, like, all these ideas and that, you know, he was he was being slavishly faithful almost to try and make a sequel that was, you know, that honored the first movie. You know, they, they hired 
Phil Tippett back to do like the the dinosaur effects. They're using Stan Winston Studios again. Um, and just like every single fact down to the fact that they're shooting on film in the same aspect ratio as the original Jurassic Park. Like, I just was like, this guy gets it. Like, he's, you know, he's not a guy who's just saying, like, I'm a fan and, you know, I'm doing this. It was kind of like how, you know, Zack Snyder, when he approached Watchmen, it was like, you know, I'm doing this because if I don't do it, someone else is going to do it and fuck it up. So I have to be the one to do this. Um, And then this trailer comes out for Jurassic World. And I was very excited. Also, the fact that, you know, Chris Pratt is the lead, which is, that's a great choice. Um... And just every casting choice down the line. And then this trailer comes out, and I seriously was so disappointed. I was watching it in the bathroom at work, just like, I, if there was a reaction shot on my face, it was probably just I, tears of sadness because uh, I'm this glad was we like, can't see that reaction shot if I know, you were yeah. in the bathroom crying, <laughs> crying on the toilet. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it just, it totally reeks of like, I mean, this is the trailer, and but it totally reeks of like an, an Indiana Jones 4 situation, where it's just like way too late, you know, and obviously there is a lot of CGI in the trailer when the whole time uh, Colin Trevorrow was talking about, you know, using practical dinosaurs, and there's none of that in this trailer, uh, and I understand, like, you gotta use CGI for some of it to complement it. Um, and I figured there would be in it, but man, this thing is just, the whole thing is that way. And that stupid sea monster is just like the worst. looks like something out of Sharknado. <laughs> the Alligatosaurus. Uh, yeah, whatever the hell that is. I mean, that's just bad. It looks like uh, like a Godzilla monster or something, uh, like from the new Godzilla. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. It was it was so disappointing. and. The, the way the trailer is cut isn't good either. Like, it doesn't really get you excited. Like, it's weird. It kind of, like, it starts off with the kid's perspective, then it shifts over to Chris Pratt. Like, it's just not a very well-put-together trailer. And then on top of that, you have all the things, you know, as a fan, you're just like, why, why, why? Like, why are all these things happening? And um, and the fact that it looks blue as shit. Like, is this a sequel to The Judge? Because I don't know why... <laughs> I mean, maybe because Vincent D'Onofrio is in this, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I hate it when movies tint their, the, people tint their movies blue because it just looks so unnatural. Um, and, it, and you know, like I said, they shot it on film, but it doesn't even look like that. It just, it looks so unnatural. It looks like Chris Pratt has like this, the worst spray tan. Uh, it just, it, like, it just, it makes people look weird. And I don't know, it just, it really bothered me. So I am... I was sorely disappointed after I saw this trailer. Just no bueno. <laughs> All right, Steven. <laughs> yeah, I. So I actually kind of put off watching this trailer for a bit. Uh, I started to hear a good amount of internet hate, or at least internet like kind of crapping on <laughs> on the trailer. <laughs> um, so maybe like my expectations were just lowered. But I. Uh, so I will admit it. It's like a kind of bland trailer. And I also, I think a common thread that's going to run through this conversation for the next few of them is that my nostalgia, it sounds like in my head, it seems like playing to nostalgia is going to make me feel good. But then when I actually see it put on screen in 2014, then the payoff isn't quite what I expect it to be. Yeah. Um, and I think this movie definitely is a good example of that, where it uh, it just kind of like 
I, I don't know. I was excited to see Jurassic Park and the world as this kind of like fleshed out amusement park thing where people are coming and visiting. Um, I don't know the f- source material well enough to know whether that was obvious and that was always grounded in truth. But like, I I liked that angle to begin with it. Um, and whatever hints of like future destruction and terror, like that all fell pretty flat to me. Like I, I honestly, I saw it like three times and I barely even remember what happens after the <laughs> presentation of the amusement park. Um, I know something bad, but I mean, like I, the cast is good. I like Chris Pratt, uh, Jake Johnson, Vincent D'Onofrio, Judy Greer. Like, th- this didn't do anything to make me really feel like it's going to be shitty. Uh, the CG looked a little lame, but I don't know. In in trailers, I kind of always assume that they're showing me something that isn't uh, isn't quite perfect yet or isn't quite there. So I'm neutral about it. Uh, they certainly didn't do anything to ruin my excitement for the movie. <laughs> but after a few films now, like my belief that the new Jurassic Park will be good is almost zero anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe my bar was just too low. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. It's funny how that's always the go-to excuse when you look at comments online. You're like, guys, the the CGI isn't finished yet. It's like, yeah, but honestly, when you sit down to see the movie, it's not going to look much better. Like, it's not going to mm-hmm. just all of a sudden look real. Like, oh my God. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that to yeah, me but- is a, to me, that's a bogus argument. Yeah, I but know. I don't know. I, I feel like, I, I guess I'm not sure what his vision of the movie is and how much we'll be seeing actual dinosaurs versus yeah building up the tension and playing to the scale of the people versus this giant thing. But, yeah. but like, I don't know, bad CG isn't the killer for me. Yeah, and also in, in context, like, bad CG becomes less bad. So it, it's like, think back, to, think back to every award show you've ever watched. And when they're playing the clips from movies for people like for best actor or best actress, when they just say a line, it sounds it like it, it it sounds like the worst acting you've ever seen. But like in the context of the film, you're like, oh my god, that was so moving. But like when you just see somebody go like, ah, I killed him, Charlie. You're just like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing, there's like there's no context for the emotion that's being given. So like I think CG has a similar thing like if you just see one clip, you're like, oh wow, that looks like really terrible. But like once you've been watching the film, you've kind of like sat into that mindset and like you're like this is just what things look like in this universe like it it, it eventually it it starts to blend in i guess and stop stop being so terrible no i mean that's happened before where i've i've commented on like bad cg in a trailer and then within the context of the movie i was like oh like i forgave it but it's mostly like movies that aren't reliant on cg so much you know like the I always think of the, you know, the plane, the shot of the plane flying upside down in flight, like in the trailer. <laughs> I know, like, Chris and I would constantly make fun of that. At least I would. And then in the movie, I was like, I bought it. Like, it still looked kind of jank. You were like, Denzel. I was like, yeah, fly that plane, roll that shit. Um, but I know, like, w- within the context, I was like, okay, like, I forgave it just for the fact that, like, in the moment, I was like, oh, like, I'm in the scene. So, yeah. but I, yeah, I don't know. Well, for for me, I I honestly don't care enough to even hate the trailer. Like I like I mean, don't get me wrong. Jurassic Park is in my top five films of all time. Like when I was little, I wanted to be a paleontologist. When this film, when the trailer for this movie first hit, I was like, this is like the greatest conceivable thing of my entire life. I went back and even as I was little, I forced people to drag me back to the theater to see this thing again. Um, and uh, 
yeah, I, I just I love that film with with all my film going heart. And uh, you know, when they announced that there was this Jurassic World movie being made, I was kind of just like, whatever. I was really paying attention to it. Now, uh, the the thing that so in in the original Jurassic Park, you have you know the whole thing is that th- th- this park is sort of in beta mode, right? Like no visitors are actually allowed there. It's just the, it's just the crew and then a few select group of people who are there who are supposed to you know give some sort of endorsement so that when they open the park, you know some people who are experts in that field can input and say like yeah yeah it seems cool and safe and people should be allowed to go there. Um, you know, obviously things go wrong, but technically it's not the fault of the park. It's really the, you know, spoilers for Jurassic Park. It's, uh, one guy trying to steal embryos and shutting off all the fences and basically a bunch of things go wrong that are out outside of the hands of possibly the groundkeepers of the park. So the idea of this Jurassic world is that, uh, you know, instead of the park being in San Diego, it's in Florida. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That, that was a no, joke. No, it's like, it's on the it's on the original island. Yeah, that, that was that was more a joke about how like oh okay how like the third film ends up in San Diego. We have Disneyland in Anaheim, and then Disney World is. Uh, anyways, was the bad, second film was in San Diego. Bad joke. Uh, anyways, uh, so the whole thing is that like you know they fixed the kinks of the park. The park has been open for a while. Visitors seem to routinely go there and. Um, unfortunately, people try to play God and build some creature that is some sort of hybrid of multiple types of dinosaurs. Like, basically, they build, like, the worst dinosaur ever because they can't contain it anymore and then it breaks free. So it's breaking the formula of, I mean, I guess technically it's still somebody doing something that that's weird. But, like, to me, what, what seems silly is that in order for this dinosaur to grow to be large enough to cause a problem, it had to be in the park for a long time. So... Why is it that just now the thing is breaking out? Like, is, you know, Dotson going to send somebody else there to do some weird... I don't know what's going on, but... Ah, 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 you didn't say the magic word. <laughs> yeah, so, something weird's going to... I don't I don't know. Like, I, I, I like the idea of, like, the weird, like, ball that you can, you can like, scoot around in that would protect mm. you from brachiosauruses from doing something to you and weird junk. Like, yeah... I, I don't I, honestly I just don't care. I'm I'm going to see it and I hope that it's better than it looks, but it sort of just seems like a really expensive low budget dinosaur movie. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it's uh honest try. And also I don't know why they didn't just cast Jessica Chastain as that chick scientist role because <clears throat> well she was too busy doing 900 other things, so True, true. They had to She's get like, the next best redhead, which is Bryce Dallas Howard, I guess. Yeah, I just I every time I'm like I'm like oh, it's some other redhead with a chin like I don't. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I feel Jeez. like it kind of it kind of Lord just feels and like Jessica Chastain shots fired. <laughs> it it just kind of well, feels like land of the lost Jessica to Chastain. Me. I was saying that I'd rather have her in this role. Oh, okay, but you <laughs> mentioned the chins. Yeah, well, they, they they both have defined chins. I I wasn't complaining about the oh, chin. Okay. I was just saying that like. <laughs> It was, it was like she just looks suspiciously like her. No, they they look similar in some ways. Anyways, what were you going to say, Stephen? Uh, I was going to say a few things. First, I was going to agree with you on the similarity because <laughs> I had the same thought. Um, I was also going to say that this movie kind of feels more like Land of the Lost to me than a <laughs> Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> like that old television show? And, well, like, and the re- Will Ferrell remake. Oh, Dude, yeah, Land yeah. of the Lost, the Will Ferrell movie, is underrated. I will take <laughs> the comments right now. Comment, spoiler warning. 
but I mean, I take it the same way. Maybe maybe it's the presence of Chris Pratt too that just makes me feel like it's more of a a goofy goofy dinosaur movie. D- does he seem like he's playing up the fact that he's in a silly movie? Like, uh, I I don't know. So, some of his line de- delivery is like depends on what kind of dinosaur they cooked up in there. Like, it, I, I almost expect him to like look at the camera and wink. <laughs> it's a hot it's, tub time machine. It's actually Burton Macklin, not uh, yeah, it's Chris Burt Macklin. Yeah, he's <laughs> on the scene. He's like, there's a hybrid dinosaur. Takes off his glasses. But uh, it's a Parks no, and Rec I, reference. <laughs> gotcha. But um, I feel like he's like the last. I, I feel like he, even if the movie is not good, he at least is some adhesive to hold it together because he is a inherently likable and watchable actor. So yeah. I, I, I know that at least they got that right, but I just am hoping that they capture, you know, some of the spirit and, you know, the adventure funness of the first movie. And I mean, maybe they will, and maybe that will help relieve some of the other problems that are clear, clearly in the movie. But I don't know, man, it's just whenever you tint a movie blue like that, I'm fucking out, man. Like, that's just, <laughs> that shit looks wrong. Yeah, okay? not since 1999, when everybody started tinting the films green, have we had to pay attention to tinting the well, films blue? I mean, they, they've been tinting movies green since Fincher started doing it, but I mean, I don't know, this whole blue shit is not cool, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who started the trend. Well, if, if they open if they ass. open with the song, Blue Da Boo Dee Da Boo Da, then, <laughs> then it's okay, right? I mean, just uh, yeah. I was thinking the Eiffel Six or whatever song. Yeah, that's, the that's song. A, yeah, that's yeah. the same song. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, <laughs> I don't look, know what it's called, so I just say the line. I think it's I think it's called Blue parentheses Daba D. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. No, but I mean, I like with Avengers two. I'm like so. I have such low expectations for that movie that I'm hoping when I see it you know, I'll actually be good. I'll be like, you know, I'm not having like such high expectations for it. So maybe I'll enjoy it more. But what with this, like I have such a high bar for it. And I, I know that, you know, I got to try and lower it because I, it's not going to be what I thought it was going to be in my head. So this is right. definitely spoiler alert. This is definitely the worst trailer of the four that we're talking about. So you're, you're talking about Jurassic World. Yeah, I think yeah, per- yeah, no. personally, I, oh, I, no I, I, I would for sure agree with that. Yeah, personally, because of the attachments I have to it, but also, yeah, I, I yeah. All right. Well, uh, with that note, let's go on something that by default has to be better than Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit better, but not by much. We barely. Will, uh, here's the trailer for Terminator Genesis. I look at each of you. And I see the marks of this long and terrible war. If we die tonight, mankind dies with us. The machine sent a Terminator back to the time before the war to kill my mother, Sarah Connor. Sir, let me save her. What you're doing right now, this is the end of the war. The time you're going back to, she was scared and weak. 
Take care of her for me, Kyle. John sent me here to save you. From the Terminator that was sent back to kill me, I know, but we already took care of him. We? I've been waiting for you. The time John sent you to, it no longer exists. Everything's changed. We can stop Judgment Day from happening. Red! Where is he? I'll be back. What? John, 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 John. All right, Carson. Terminator Genesis. <laughs> How excited are you for this? Not excited at all. <laughs> um, well, I don't have as much attachment to the Terminator movies, but I mean, the first two Terminator movies are badass. I mean, Terminator 2 is obviously one of the best sequels, sci-fi movies ever made. Uh, summer blockbusters. I mean, it. you name it. Obviously, you haven't seen Terminator Salvation. <laughs> uh, sh- uh, uh, how could I forget such marvelous filmmaking? Um, but you know what? Terminator Salvation looks like Terminator 2 compared to this fucking trailer. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, this is ass and a half because... I, I was the second I watched this, I was like, oh my gosh. This, I was like, who are they making this for, first of all? Because I feel like since they're messing around with the storyline, like they're going back to 1984 and they're rebooting stuff and messing around, they're basically saying, you know, bye to Terminator 2, which is what it seems like. And they're changing things around. So now Sarah Connor has, you know, uh, the T 800 as her like father figure and stuff so i don't know like i feel like to me that's almost like a slap in the face to the people who are like really hardcore fans of the terminator movies and who are you know wanting to see another terminator movie that's actually good you know that's not three or salvation and um like i don't know i think that's just like the wrong way to go about it uh so like it's one of those weird things where like it's it feels mostly like a straight up remake and it's like why i guess the only people who are you're making it for are 12 year olds who have no idea what the terminator is um because i feel like the hardcore fans aren't gonna like the fact that there are all these changes are being made and like the new fans aren't gonna get all the references to the old movies so like it's just you're in this weird sort of uh, in between, you know, it's but, like but I th- who's but I it think for? That even even fans of the original still like to talk about time paradoxes and like how like well this wouldn't really make sense, would it, if this was the case? Yeah. So the fact that they're like throwing an even bigger wrench into it doesn't that like that's not necessarily. And plus, you haven't seen it yet. What if the whole premise is that they're actually changing everything, but then it turns out that they're causing it? 
Oh my god. I mean, it could be no. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just they, us in the future. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It could be that way. What if like a five dimensional Terminator, <laughs> a three dimensional exoskeleton? If Anne Hathaway ends up being a Terminator and she's just like, love is the only thing that will set this time paradox right, then Miss I will be Sarah like, Connor. she's halfway a machine. Bravo, Genesis. Um, uh, but you know, I like I, I look. It could totally be that way. Obviously, yes, we're judging a trailer. We're not judging the final product. But um, I don't know. I just the way they're approaching it does not seem like the way to go. Uh, just because the fact that like I feel like after Terminator Two, people were really wanting to see like what happens next, and I feel like they've never completed that storyline. Um, in a cool way like and i feel like james cameron was the one to do that maybe not now because he's off making too many avatar movies but (laughs) um if he had done a terminator 3 like you know back you know a couple years after terminator 2 i think obviously that is the movie the sequel that people really want to see like i i feel like that all these reboots and you know whatever like they just aren't getting the essence of what the first two Terminators were. Um, and yeah, like, I, and, and like the casting is okay. Like obviously our buddy Jason Clark is in it and uh, he's cool as always, but like he's shouting at people like basically like how <laughs> he does. And... Cause his face is also cracked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's almost, he's almost playing the same character from Dawn of the Apes in this, where he's just like, let me talk to Caesar. Oh shit. I mean, Skynet. <laughs> let me talk to, <laughs> Let me talk uh, to the Terminator, the one from the other time that we're not in right now. That we're it, yeah, this is really confusing. Um, and then uh, look, Amelia Clark is cool on Game of Thrones. I don't know if she can carry a movie. I'm sure she can, but like Jai Courtney, I don't. He's not exactly the greatest actor in my opinion. Um, like, I don't know. They just don't really have like the gravitas, I guess. Um, and Arnold's back, but he's like kind of just but recycling. Arnold fights himself. I just, I don't know, dude. It's Pre-programmed just... Arnold has to fight pre-programmed Arnold. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like at least Salvation at Christian Bale, like uh, our, I guess, new friend Bryce Dallas Howard was in that. And, uh, you know, they I, had I, another, I think... they had another oatmeal Australian, Sam Worthington. Um, I don't know, but, uh, I mean, I feel like maybe, you know, all these people, I'm kind of impressed. I feel like they're clearly not drawing the star power that, that a movie of this, like a movie of this scale could have drawn if they hadn't made like pretty crummy (laughs) sequels. Well, they have uh, the same guy doing the lighting. So they knew that if they'd hired somebody big, he'd probably just yell (laughs) at that person. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, I think that in the scene in the trailer where Arnold, sees the other version of himself and he's like i've like been the, waiting for you he should have been like you're back <laughs> yeah and then like but that's the thing is that like they're recycling some of the older lines and it's just like i don't know like the, to me that's just it's like fan service but in like a bad way mm-hmm. i don't know like and and the whole movie just looks has that weird like steely gray dystopian look that all these like <laughs> ya movies have you you just hate colors that aren't <laughs> green just <laughs> No, I hate colors that aren't the colors of real life. Like, why can't we just have movies be, like, the way they were? They were real-life movies. They look classy. They're not these, like, green, like, weird tinty shit. I just want black and white, to be honest. Yeah. No, but honestly, like, this movie looks, like, divergent. Like, it has the same, like, look. Like, there's 
nothing like very creative to it. Like I, I, you know, like it doesn't seem like this world is something special. It's just like we're purely making this because of the brand name, and that's what I mean. Like I, I like there's no distinction between the looks of a lot of these YA movies, and that's what I'm saying. The one that that breaks the mold, that's the one that, you know, the one that's divergent. <laughs> um, I feel like that's the one that you want to latch onto because, like, some sort of creative measure is being used and not just, like, let's have it look like everything else, like an assembly line type of thing. Like, I, I just don't like that when they do that with movies, and I feel like this new Terminator is the same way. It's just like, okay, it looks like every other sci-fi movie. It's like, okay, so how is this special? Like, I don't know. All right, well, Steven. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I did agree with Carson that the Jurassic World trailer was the worst, but I think that's <laughs> only because I care so little about Terminator <laughs> that, like, it couldn't possibly upset me. Um, I mean, I'm really, like... I thought the second movie, of course, was a classic. I've seen that so many times. Like, great movie. I I saw the third. I didn't even bother seeing the fourth. Like, the third, I barely even remember at this point. It, it certainly didn't leave me wanting more. Um, no. And this movie just... Like what Carson latched on to, he, he's saying it's just the colors. I feel like everything, though, it's just... It's old tropes. It's like... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's all of that. I mean, this... it, it, it's we, like when you squeeze fan service like that into a two minute trailer, you clearly have like nothing to offer people. <laughs> like if it like normally that's supposed to be what you pay off the people for watching it and you get the big cheer. But right. like, you're just going to show your hand in the trailer now that they say that like Arnold and Arnold who no one wants to see anymore as far <laughs> as I can tell <laughs> saying I will like I'll be back. I don't know. I have no problem with the time travel conceit. I mean, if I did, I would have to hate Star Trek and the X-Men movies. And, you know, it, it's kind of a common thing now to try to breathe life into a genre. But it doesn't feel like they're breathing life into this. It just feels... In, 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 all, in all fairness, though, that whole series was like the entire premise of it is time travel. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, from yeah, the beginning. No. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, oh, real fast, like what I was going to mention earlier, too, was that you know, Chris, you said something about like, well, how do you know they're not, you know, doing whatever with the timeline? But it's like, I feel like they're doing in this movie what they did with X-Men Days of Future Past, which I thought was justified because the last couple X-Men movies were really bad. So they were like, we got to go back and like, you know, reboot the timeline so we can make it cool again. Um, like, I thought like that using that as a sort of like mini reboot was an interesting way to approach it that, here that they weren't doing that though that that's actually a that's actually a story arc that's in the no comics. i know it's a story arc but i mean in the movie's sense like they were trying to right the wrongs that were done in some of the previous x-men movies by doing this storyline which i thought was like a good way of approaching the fact that like yeah like a lot of people didn't like x-men 3 and the spinoffs and whatever but here you know Terminator 1 and 2 are awesome. Like, you don't need to go back and change that around. Like, so, I don't know. That was my point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fine with any of that. I'm, I'm fine with the plot. It's just I, I don't care enough about them to be excited about seeing them again or seeing this past timeline get changed. Um, I really, like, something about even seeing Arnold in a movie right now feels sad to me. It's like watching, like, like 
old dogs or one of those movies it's just like <laughs> clearly you didn't see that one prison break movie that carson and i watched that one was actually fun yeah <laughs> maybe I, I i need to give arnold another chance i don't remember what it's but, called but it was awesome. escape plan escape yeah, plan escape was fun plan. yeah and and also how many times do school buses need to go over the golden gate bridge i don't understand why this is like <laughs> well, a big it's movie another trope. san francisco gets destroyed movie so yeah, yeah. run to the bridge to nowhere <laughs> cool. Whatever. I don't know. I, I couldn't care about this movie enough to really hate it, but the trailer certainly doesn't make me want to see it at all. Mm. All right. Well, uh, for me, I like uh, trying. I want to say this sentence properly before I was never as a, much a diehard Terminator fan as everyone else seems to be. Those are more fun films to me than they were like, oh my God, Terminator guys. It's like, oh. Um, so. <laughs> So anything they're doing, to me, I'm not worried about it standing the test of time against anything else because it's just another film in this universe. And, like, I think it looks fun. Uh, when I saw the trailer, there was nothing that was like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. It was just like, I'll watch this movie. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Chris is secretly a 12-year-old Chinese boy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. But uh, no, no. For for that's me though, like like inside baseball reference for for the whole for the whole uh, the whole the whole thing with this this time travel trying to fix the plot line. Like th- th- this is the that's the whole thing. Like if if you have if you have the ability to send a robot back in time and try to change the eventuality for which you're about to walk yourself into, and then you end up walking to that same eventuality, why would you not? try to send something back and fix it again like there, there's it, it makes sense like it, to me it doesn't feel like well they're just trying to throw everything away and they're trying like this is like you know the shit shit goes down the, 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 the machines are winning like if plan one didn't succeed that they'd be like if an interstellar they're like well you know the first the first ship we sent out into space, nothing happened. So we'll just quit the program and let everybody die. No, they kept working for the next 50 years, trying to make more ships to continually send out and try to investigate more places that they could possibly send the human race to. Like, so until the humans win the war, yeah, you're going to keep sending people back in time and trying different things that didn't work the first time. I mean, well, that's the definition of insanity. You keep doing things over and over and, you know, expecting different results. But they are getting different results every time. It, no, well, not with, bit, the, not with the movies, they aren't. They are, though. The, the, the events change, but the eventuality yeah. in that Skynet becomes a thing that screws over the human race. Right, I mean, that you're, doesn't always, change. you're always going to alter the timeline, for sure. Yeah, well, I, I just, it's, it's, it, it is all, it, it's call and return. It's, I'll, I'll do this action, and uh, I'll fi- pay attention, see what happens. Didn't get the result I wanted, so I'll try something different. Like, I have no problem with that existing. And obviously, they can't get the same people to play the younger versions of themselves, so things have to be changed up. Um, I, I don't know. I, for me, it seems silly and fun, and I'm, like, looking forward to it. Like, I'm not like, oh, my God, God, Terminator Genesis, but I am like, oh, this will be fun. Like, this is stuff that's going to happen, and I can't stop it, and I'm going to enjoy it. So. But- think of it this way like you like knowing that this movie is coming out like you gotta realize that nothing is gonna be completely resolved because they want to make more terminator movies i mean they've already set the release dates for terminator 2 and 3 of these new ones 
and, and that's the, thinking well, that it's a hit. You know, they're they're going on the fact that people are actually going to like this. I think that they, they've it's also not going they've to, also laid in the next thirty seven Marvel films, and I'm not complaining about that. Series. Yeah, but like, you know, people are going to come out to see that, like because. It's Marvel. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Terminator is almost past its prime, where you're just like, yeah, it's a brand name, but are people going to turn out for this? I mean, I guess it'll make well, dude, enough dude, money. Fa- Fast and the Furious was past its prime, and it had been completely completely written off by a bunch of people, and now it's like one of my favorite series that's that's still yeah, but currently running. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, they... That's going to be the next uh, Transformers movie, right? Past its prime. <laughs> yeah, past right, its yeah, prime. exactly. No, I'm just saying that like, Knowing how a lot of these movies go, I mean, I just don't think that we're going to get a Terminator movie that is successful, I guess, in, I don't know. And and that's fine. Like, like the thing is, if, if, the, if the trailer for Terminator Salvation would have turned out a film that was what I expected from just that trailer, yeah. then it would have been the best Terminator film there is, in my opinion. Like, so that's I mean, where yeah, I'm coming from. Yeah, it would from. have been badass. Like, that, that's where I'm coming from, is that, like, I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I just want to watch some silly movie where machines take each other on. And, and like, it, this is going to deliver that in a way that is, is it, it's there. And no, it's happening. I, I, I totally get that. I'm just saying that, like, I never thought I would see the day where I would go back and be like, you know what? Terminator Salvation doesn't look as bad. To well, me, at least. I mean, the technically, trailer... Technically, you haven't seen that day yet because you haven't seen Terminator Genesis. No, but I mean, we got a clear idea of what's going to go down, I think. But who knows? It could be super awesome, but at least... I mean, I'm just saying, the trailer is not as awesome as Terminator Salvation was. So maybe it's like the opposite effects, or it looks really shitty, and then it turns out really good. I don't know, maybe. It could happen. Maybe. I think it might just end up being like, you know, the total re- recall remake of next year. Well. Possibly. That Then I might like it, so. <laughs> just wait for Terminator Leviticus a couple years from now. <laughs> what about the Terminator? rules of the machines. Well, Terminator Exodus is probably next. <laughs> let, let, my, let my humans go. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, guys, I think we have arrived at at the main event for mm. this week. Um, that is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? All right, so that was 
a film in a galaxy far, far away. Episode 7, what do you think, Carson? At least they don't have to change the title for the inevitable porn parody, so that's good. But, uh, getting, you know, swish. Um, I, out of all the trailers that we're talking about, um, this is the one I'm most excited for. Like, I... Again, I don't have a huge attachment to the Star Wars films. Like I didn't really, you know, I saw them as a as a child, but I wasn't completely uh, overtaken by them as I know a lot of people were back when they came out. But uh, I, I mean, look, the original Star Wars are classics, and there's always a place in my heart for some more Star Wars. You know, we didn't get that with the prequels, but. You know, at first when they announced like, oh, you know, Disney bought Lucasfilm and they were, you know, they got J.J. Abrams to direct. I was just kind of like, really? Like, J.J.'s going from Star Trek to Star Wars? Like, can he do something else? But, I mean, just seeing all of the things that he was doing, uh, you know, like the production, little videos that he posted and stuff, um, it kind of seemed like he was taking a similar approach that... Uh, Colin Trevorrow said he was taking to Jurassic World, um, which I thought is cool. You know, he's like approaching this movie as a fan. Like he he almost was, you know, they twisted his arm enough where he's like, I got to do it. So, you know, someone else doesn't do it. Or they were just like, oh, well, we have another dump truck full of money. Do you want that one too? Okay, yes. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this, I mean, this is a really short, teaser but i think it does exactly what any good teaser does i mean it teases you really well uh i mean it got me pumped i know like i woke up on black friday and i was like i'm not gonna watch it like i'm gonna wait to go see it and see it for the first time on the big screen you know but of course i couldn't do that and i watched it and uh i mean it's cool like when the star wars theme kicks in at the end like you can't help but you know feel the goosebumps and everything like it's it's definitely uh it's definitely a cool teaser like it, it kind of it gives you a sense of of not really a sense of what's going on but it kind of gives you glimpses of the new characters and i don't know it's just like you're just like what is going on like i want to know like i want to see more um and i think that just in this little piece of trailer that we got uh jj is doing what he said he would do where he's kind of adhering more toward the older films, you know, in that classical style, which means, you know, for me, that means more practical effects and not CGI. And uh, there's definitely a lot of that on display. And I feel like that J.J. always uses the balance. He uses it well. He's like Nolan, where he can, you know, incorporate CGI and doesn't look terrible because he is creating at least a you know, a, a tactile world, um, for which the characters to interact with for the most part. Um, so that's always cool. And, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, like, I'm, I mean, I'm excited for that. Like, I hope that they, they stick to that. And the movie has that classical feeling and look, not like the older films, but I mean, it has sort of like how Interstellar looked where it, it's, it's a feeling of a different time. It's not, you know, a, just this blue movie or it's not uh it doesn't feel like it's just very sanitized you know or riddled with all this cg so it definitely has like a a texture to it which i think is cool and plus any trailer that like opens with 
the dude from Attack the Block is cool. I'm glad that he's in this movie. Like, I, I, I legitimately think he's a cool guy. Like, he was so good in Attack the Block, and I, I'm really excited to see him in this movie as one of the leads, presumably. Um, and obviously, you know, all the, the favorites are back. And, of course, uh, our boy Adam Driver is maybe the villain, but he's in this, so that's cool. He's not in the trailer, but... Uh, I mean, I'm excited for it. Like, I... You know, I'm not going to get my hopes up too much, but like, I think JJ is going to do it. So I hope he pulls it off. We need a good Star Wars movie. All right, Steven? Yeah, so my my history of Star Wars is probably like Carson's with Jurassic Park, though I wouldn't say now that I'm older, I would still stick to that. But definitely, I grew up with Star Wars. I watched the first trilogy, like, more times than I can count. It was it was one of those things like old Disney movies that like I watch them to the point where I have no idea now what the number is. Um and even the the prequels when they came out, like by by the time movie 3 came out, I was old enough to be like dude, this is ridiculous. Um <laughs> but I re- I remember the magic of like when the Phantom Menace came out and going to see it and as a kid I loved it, <laughs> even that movie like I know the whole prequels have gotten a lot of hate, but I was totally on board when that movie came out. Um, And then, you know, Attack of the Clones and Jar Jar and all that happened. And like my childhood started to vanish. Um, (laughs) But I still I I still was not I was not filled with that hate that like Patton Oswalt or someone is where it's like this crime against humanity. It's like the first three movies were they were a cool, like, fun adventure, but they also had their share of kind of goofball adventure charm and not being, like, the most serious movie on the planet. And the prequels, like, I felt like, of course, they lost sight of a little bit, but I really didn't feel like it was golden material to begin with. I felt like it was all fun popcorn material. Um, So now, like, now I find out these three new movies are coming out, and my bar is not that high it's kind of one of those things where i feel like they can't possibly bring the nostalgia back the way that they would like to like this is a new time with new movies i am probably not even the target demographic they're probably trying to hook newer like teenagers and kids into this franchise um but the trailer certainly makes me be interested in it like the the moment you hear that score kick off again and like the millennium falcon is flying you you kind of remember that oh yeah this this is a fun franchise and you know it was never some golden cannon that couldn't be touched and now you've got some of the best minds on it you know jj abrams is doing this ryan johnson is doing the next one supposedly um like it it seems like they're willing to breathe life into the uh into the genre again and i feel like they could pull it off i don't know it it does seem like it's going to do some fan servicing like i think Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and Harrison Ford are in this movie. Yeah, they're all back, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, like, how major their roles are going to be, because, again, this teaser was just too short to know what the plot of the film is. Um, but I don't know. I I like the look of it. I'm, I'm not thrilled about it. Like, it didn't show me enough to possibly be thrilling, right? It was just a few scenes to remind you what you're watching. But it it felt as much like Star Wars as at least The Phantom Menace. And for child me, that was more than enough to be like a fun movie. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm into it. 
All right, I'm going to say something that might be a little bit controversial. I think that the Star Wars universe is better than the Star Wars movies. Mm. I think that Lucas created something super awesome in concept, and the films are fun. I, I just don't, I think, I, I don't know. They're, they're, I mean, I believe me, I've, I've grew up with Star Wars also. I, I like them. But this trailer has sort of forced me to reflect back on whether I really, truly like Star Wars or if Star Wars is a thing that we all just like for unfounded reasons. And like, because like, I've, one of my favorite games of all time is Star Wars The Knights of the Old Republic. Um, I think the story in that game is fantastic. It's an amazing game. I love it. It's, up, it's among my favorite RPGs of all time. It stands up against Japanese RPGs to me. And I I really enjoyed it. And I just... I, you know, Carson, you talked about uh, Jurassic World feeling... The, the trailer for that feeling like a bunch of like fan service stuff. And uh, same thing with, you know, Terminator. But I think that, like... Th- honestly, this is a shit trailer. Uh, it's like if you took out the the score kicking in at the end and the Millennium Falcon, there's nothing in this trailer that really is anything. Uh, you know, even down to like the ridiculous stupid lightsaber that everybody's complaining about. Like it's all it is is like this is things that you will watch later. You're gonna love this. I'm like there's a million better like. The way I would love to see a teaser for this, which kind of wouldn't work in the context of how this trailer was shown around, is if you didn't know to the last possible second that it was Star Wars. If you could watch a trailer and be like, oh, cool, futuristic something or other movie, and you're just watching, I don't know, maybe it's like a foot chase, maybe it's like something that sets it off, and then maybe the person in the foot chase gets cornered and then he pulls out a lightsaber, draws a lightsaber, and you get that thing. And then he just raises it up, cuts to black, and it says Star Wars Force Awakens. You know, like, you could do anything to, like, build to this moment. Where, but no, this is from the, like, Stormtrooper guy, uh, chick on a thing, uh, you know, guy walking and pulls out lightsaber. Like, it, it's just, like, um, flashy random images that mean absolutely nothing I'm yeah, but that's the whole point of a teaser. I mean, you're not really supposed to get an idea of what the movie is no, totally I, about. I know, but the, the, my example for a better teaser had zero plot in it. Like, I was just saying, like, you could have, like, basically tease in that you don't know what you're watching, and then, oh, shit, I should have been paying attention because this guy just drew out a freaking lightsaber. Like, I mean, that, I, I don't know. The momentum of the trailer, I think, is a lot more... But momentum. The only thing that has momentum is a robot on a ball, which no. I'm just saying, like the momentum. momentum. The momentum, (laughs) like the way it's cut together and how it builds to the money shot of the Millennium Falcon flying. Like I mean, the the way this trailer is put together is a lot better than the sort of herky jerkiness of Jurassic World, where it's just kind of I don't know. Like that to me, it was not a well put together trailer. The Jurassic World trailer is actually a a. moving plot it's a it's a, it, 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 it's its own vehicle it's people go to a park uh people are at the park things look really amazing and awesome shit starts to go bad this is going to be crazy watch this movie this is flashing things that re- represent things that you've allied yourself with over the years and now play john williams music like i it's, mean i i guess i just personally like trailers that 
are like that where it's just sort of random images flashing and you're just like because it's not really giving you a sense of the plot or you know any of the action or anything like that i mean personally i think they shouldn't even market this movie at all because they don't need to fucking market star wars i mean everyone's gonna see it regardless i mean i think that that's my point is that that this trailer doesn't even rely on any of its own images to be impressive themselves like like if like i've heard like even on when slash film was talking about uh about the trailer they talked about like it had been leaked that this ball droid existed and everybody was like, that sounds really dumb. And everybody thinks it's cool now because it's in this trailer, but it's like, no, it's still dumb. It's like a, a droid head bouncing on a soccer ball. Like wh- why is that? Wh- who? Why? I don't know. I think it's cool just because it's a practical robot though. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It, none it, of this it, chippy. It, it, it may be, you know, supposedly practical as far as effects go, if that's what you're trying to say. But there's nothing practical practical about the design of that robot. Steven, you can back me up there. I mean, there's nothing practical <laughs> about the stupid sword lightsaber either. But, I mean, it looks cool. It it's a cool shit. image. I, I have no problem with either of those things. I don't know why the internet exploded with the lightsaber I mean, people having are just trying guard. to pick things apart because it's, it's Star Wars. They want to try and... I mean, like, Slash Film had, like, a 45-minute discussion about, like, an 80-second trailer. It's like, what else can you talk about besides, like, what, I mean, I guess you're just really trying to, like, you know, who is this character? What are they doing? What are they doing in this moment? I, I don't know. Like, I just think that it's there because it's it's to tease you. I don't know. I, I mean, I thought that, like, the, the lightsaber thing, it just, it's there because it looks cool. Is it practical? No. It just, you know, it's a thing. It's cool. They're going to sell a lot of toys. Yeah, I don't know. So I think part of part of why this trailer doesn't bother me, and I'll admit it's not put together in any way that on its own would make me interested in this if it weren't a pre-existing entity, is like Star Wars is, it's not only a pre-existing entity, it is like one of the most massive pre-existing things ever oh, yeah. in cinema. And not only that, but it's one that has had its share of letdowns. Like it, it had a whole thing that at least a very large percent of the population will say now was like a mistake or at least was really badly done. So I feel like J.J. Abrams kind of needs to to convince people like me who expected very little because, you know, I'm just disillusioned with Star Wars. I feel like it needs him to show off what his art direction and what his visual style is going to be, how he's going to take on this kind of iconic imagery. Um because people are afraid he's going to, you know, destroy it. Uh, so with that in mind, like, I'm totally fine with him kind of just doing this show you things that you've seen before and sort of reassure you, like, hey, this is going to be this is going to be Star Wars, like the universe that everybody likes. Uh, so I'm I'm fine with the presentation of it. At, at least for me, it makes me it put it on my radar in a way where before the presence of a new Star Wars movie, I would almost delegate it to like, it, you know, it's like Nickelodeon having a new Star Wars show. It's like, whatever, that has nothing to do with me. <laughs> um, and th- this at least did enough to make me think like, this is really trying to be true to the universe. And it is something that I should, uh, I should pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like it could be like super ultra pandering to the hardcore fans by, you know, having a, a teaser that shows off, you know, like Hamill and Ford and Fisher, like, and someone saying, you know, like, I have a bad feeling about this or something, you know, like, I feel like they could have done a teaser like that. 
but the fact that they chose this one, I thought was at least a better choice than doing one where they, I don't know, had like a text and saying like, 30 years ago or what, you know, something like that. Like, I don't know. Or not something <laughs> like late. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Four, Four score. score. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like they, you see trailers like that where it's like, I, you know, they didn't even do like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Like, I just thought that at least they were trying to, I don't keep a mystery lid on it. But I just think, I mean, do you guys agree that it would be totally badass if, the only marketing they did for the new Star Wars was that they just put out a poster with the logo that says Force Awakens, and it says December 18th, 2015, and that's it. They just have a poster in the theater, like, you'll see it, like, billboards, and you see the poster in the theater, and billboards outside, blah, 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 but that's it. They don't show you any TV spots, they don't show you any trailers, like, no footage whatsoever. I mean, people would be, I mean... You would almost be like salivating. You'd just be like, I want, like, what is it? I want it. Like, I want it. Like, you'd show up, like, people would be lying the hell up. But like, more so art- than they already would. That's artificial, though. Like, it's, all, yeah, but all that I mean, would do is set you up for failure. No, but I mean, at least, I'm just saying, like, you go in completely fresh. You know, you, you're not having these uh these expectations you know from seeing footage like you know trailers three and four that come out like a week before the movie comes out it's like you know trying to show you everything or or all these different uh you know trailers and tv spots you know you're not inundated with it you know you inundated jeff canada let let me (laughs) i'm just saying like that would be a cool way to do it that's all let, let me just put it this way they were like I. I am the exact opposite of Jeff Kanata. I. I am. I am the guy who watches trailers repeatedly, over and over and over again. Uh, and because I really like them, I watched this. Ep- I, I watched this trailer twice as soon as I found out it was posted. Once was to watch it. The second time was like to try to figure out why everybody was so excited. And then I watched it like one more time with a group of people who hadn't seen it yet. And like I've had no like I this isn't a, like there's nothing in this trailer that makes me go like dear God I want to go back. There's not even things where I'm like oh I got to step frame by frame to see what's happening in like these four frames where it kind of no, flashed I'm, to some I, guy getting punched in the face and who was that like there's, no there's, I agree with that like I don't there's like, not to enough me, there's, to there like like you you both comment and you're like oh my God when, when when the music kicks on at the end you see the Millennium Falcon that is the like the, this entire trailer could have been nothing but that beginning to the theme. And the Millennium Falcon flying, flying past, and I would have been excited. But instead, we got all this other stuff that just feels like it. I don't. I don't know. I just. I, it's not to say that I'm not excited for the film. I'm excited for the film, but I'm. I'm in a way less ex- like. I was excited for the film when I knew it existed and I knew J.J. Abrams was directing it. Seeing having seen the trailer, I'm a little bit less excited than when I clicked to watch the trailer because. Th- I just wanted to see Star Wars, and I what I got was Star Wars, I guess. But like, there's I don't know. I I feel that there's I feel it is it is very much like, aren't you excited? I'm showing you Star Wars, and I'm like, no. I mean, there is that no. sense of it. There is that sense of it because they're they're just thinking, you know, it's it's all about branding and merchandising. Like, they're like, yes, you should be excited for more Star Wars. But I mean, I just. I just like the fact that, you know, they tried to at least not show you everything. They, like, showed you the bare minimum, 
which I'm I'm I like that approach better because you know I'm not the kind of person that watches trailers four and five and all that because I try to want to you know I want to be as least spoiled as I am you know I can going into the movie like I don't like watching you know those like multiple trailers they put out because it's like they end up giving away too much in my opinion but so that's why I like I like that the fact that you know when teasers just kind of give you nothing really so to speak yeah but like I said I'm fine with that like just give me a foot foot a foot pursuit where at the end of the foot pursuit a guy whips out a lightsaber and then you go, oh shit, Force just awoken. <laughs> I mean, that would be cool too, but I, I don't know. I like how they did this one too. But I mean, really, the trailer that that is to beat is Mad Max Fury Road. I mean, that trailer is off the charts. Like, I was yeah. not excited at all for Mad Max, but damn, dude, George Miller is back with a vengeance. He's had enough of those dancing penguins. It's back it, to punch you in the balls. It is a great trailer because there's actually substance to it. It's not just like, see, cars that are post-apocalyptic. Like, it's actually no, communicating but it's also something. a very well-cut-together trailer. And Yeah, and this is not. That's my point. All right. Well, that's a difference of opinion, I guess. But Like, the, the, the George Lucas special edition joke version of this trailer is, it, it is accomplishing more because it's actually commenting on what George Lucas would do to it as opposed to being like, I showed you a droid. I showed you a chick who's not the characters we're used to. I showed you a guy who's not the characters we're used to. And I showed you a lightsaber. That's not the lightsaber we're used to. And I showed you a millennium Falcon that has a different satellite dish than we're used to. And Oh, cue music. Like, I don't know. I I'm fine with the lack of substance. I mean, I didn't even want to watch that new Mad Max trailer but, you know, my girlfriend was like, you got to watch this. This thing is ridiculous. So I, you know, I did. I mean, that second trailer is like a, probably the best trailer that's come out in a long time. Like that's the, that's like the social network of like blockbuster trailers right there. I mean, whoever cut that together is getting a Christmas bonus. Anyway, <laughs> out of all the, out of, out of all the like sequels that are coming out next year, like I thought for sure, like the, the, the one I'm going to be excited about, at least, you know, movie four, that's a sequel to an old franchise. Like I thought for sure Jurassic World, I'd be all over that. I'd never thought in a million years that a new Mad Max, I would be like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I, right, we're, you know, we're not talking about Mad Max here. No, but I, I am talking about Mad <laughs> well, Max we, because we've it's talked about badass. It. We've talked about the Mad Max trailer several times since, since its release. So I don't want to keep, I don't want to make this episode longer than it has to be. We haven't talked about the new trailer though. That's the one I'm talking about because that's where it's at. Is there a newer trailer than the one that we've talked about on the podcast before? Yeah. It just came out like couple, like last week. All right. Well, I've not seen it. So. All right, well. We should end this podcast, and then I'll go watch it, and then I'll keep my thoughts to myself. Yeah, <laughs> and then you will not be able to sleep because your boner will be so hard. <laughs> Controversial statement, I have not seen the Mad Max trailer. I heard that it kind of gave away a lot of the plot, and I decided to try to not watch it. Have you seen the first one? No, I no, mean... It... No, I haven't. Okay. I remember after Comic-Con when people were raving about the like the bits of Mad Max that they got to see. I don't think it gives away much. I don't think it gives away anything really, but that's just me. Mm. Gives away a lot of what the awesomeness that will hopefully entail. All right. Well, let's end this episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyways, I'm just saying, like... Yeah, we got it. You love Mad Max. So, no, anyways. Saying, no, I was going to make a shout-out to our friend Cayman. I was just going to say, the Australians know how to do it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and end this episode, then. <laughs> so, thank you for listening to us talking about trailers. And Carson, if people want to find you that week, where they can, where can they do that? Uh, you can find me watching the Mad Max Fury Road trailer on a loop in my apartment. All right, Stephen. <laughs> you can find me at uh, twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. People can find me at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. Eventually, I'll get around to editing a review of The Homesman, which still isn't up yet. <laughs> and uh, if you want to know these episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning. If you want to, uh, or you can like us at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us and uh, let us know that I'm crazy or Carson's crazy or Steven's crazy or any of us are crazy, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com. You can use the contact form on our site. Um, or you can leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Uh, I don't even know what music is going to be in this episode, um, but probably <laughs> stuff from these trailers. I don't know. It'll be the Force Awakens voiceover. <laughs> yes, yeah, the three lines of dialogue. Yes. Adam Driver talking about nachos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just had sex. Now I'm going to eat nachos. The force is awakening in my nachos. <laughs> yeah, the force is the gas that's building up inside his stomach from the nachos. Yes, exactly. Yep. Anyways, that is our talking of this stuff. Uh, we will be back sometime soon with regular episodes. We also have an end of the year recap episode, which will be coming up in the next following weeks, along with a mix max of other stuff. So... Man, I'm tuned. afraid of that. I, I feel guilty almost of how many movies I probably should see before that. <laughs> well, if you start watching now, by the time we record it, you might be caught up. Hmm. Yep. Time to go see Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Time for gonna... Chris to see Saving Christmas, finally. Uh, well, I, dude, I got 10 days till Christmas. I'm going to barely be able to save Christmas in real life. <laughs> we'll make a documentary called Saving Christianity where we take it. <laughs> Saving Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Not like Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 There's a hyphen in there. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> sorry or you're welcome for this episode, listeners. And uh, everyone else, I guess there's no everyone else because you're either a listener or you don't know that I'm talking right now. <laughs> I, I think I, I am predicting the force tells me that people will enjoy it. Right. It's, it's, it's got enough off the cuffness. I sure freaking hope so. <laughs> well, thank you guys all for joining me. Yep. Catch you soon. <laughs> thank you for everybody else for listening. <laughs> Bye. Golden. <laughs> Gold print. <laughs> <laughs>